1: Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of the Aldous Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Sparks, and today we'll be continuing with our ServiceNow series, talking to some of the best and brightest leaders from across the ServiceNow ecosystem. Today we have the pleasure of speaking with Mark Seeley from Beck Strategies, uh, a newly founded ServiceNow partner. Um, Mark is a seasoned ServiceNow leader and will be discussing uh, his career um, some of the learns that he's uh, found on the way, VEC uh, strategies, a bit about the history and the values. We're going to talk specifically about talent and uh, some exciting work they're doing with their veteran program. He'll also be giving us an insight into some trends and also some nice collaboration uh, thoughts from across the ecosystem. So, Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ben. So, look, let's start by giving our listeners a little bit about who they're listening to. So, do you mind giving us a quick overview of yourself?
2: sure sure so in a nutshell right uh been in the it industry well over 20 years um started out in the u.s army doing communications came out of the army learned the translation into the in the commercial world uh worked with pcom windstar other point-to-point telcos Um, when the telcos crashed then i moved into working with msos so time warner cable which has gone now, and Secor, which has been acquired and moved on, um, and into ARIS and Columbus Communications. So sort of a, a transition there over time um, and into from telco to IT, um, getting into IBM, HP, and then and eventually Emphasis, a global elite partner with ServiceNow. During that timeframe, probably my biggest transition was with Columbus Communications, from telco MS, MSOs to uh, and cable MSOs to IT uh, in that area, where I was actually managing their network management systems. So what that entailed was their entire Tivoli suite, right? So um, Netcool, Omnibus, <clears throat> network management, uh, and, and, and different stuff, different platforms. Um, we actually ran the c- fiber around the Caribbean, Central, South America, and owned multiple cable companies within the Caribbean. Uh, from there on, I moved on to IBM, uh, as a direct consultant there. Um, then joined Emphasis in 2015 as one of their principal enterprise application architects. Um, that's where I sort of got introduced to ServiceNow um, and because I was doing a comparison between uh, Netcool and ServiceNow at the time um, and then moved into 2018, launched Beck. Um, that was sort of the, the driving force for me to actually uh, get to this point.
1: Nice. And um, um, to start up is a very exciting move and no, no doubt a brave one for you. And just, uh, obviously, we're wishing you all the best in that, that journey. Um, so, you know, I, I'm curious. So, Beck, what, what's the story behind
2: the name? So, uh, interesting. Uh, the name actually was somewhat founded a year prior to me launching Beck. Um, my daughter gave me a hat for Father's Day, um, number one dad, and it said Beck on it. And uh back actually came from my four children bella evan cole and kate um so it was it was the best word my my daughter could come up with with the four initials uh so from there i was like you know what you know we're, we're doing this and then this is from the heart uh founding the company and uh, so we had to go with something that meant something um so that's where Beck comes from
1: oh that's 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 super cute and i'm sure in in a good few years time that's going to be a going to be great to know that her, her name's on it as well that's awesome or their name sorry um and it is it's, it's actually rare we get those kind of really nice stories that's cute um so you know can you give us an overview of beck strategies we know about the name now i'm kind of thinking sort of values history etc uh, be great for our listeners to know
2: yeah so um it was initially founded july of 2018 um we really took a, a leap leap of faith on on doing it. Um, spoke to my wife, and she said, yeah, do it. You know, you you think you need to be there. Um, Really, it was uh, a conglomeration of different things. You know, we we just felt that, you know, we could do more for our customers um, through really, you know, honest business relationships, integrity, you know, and and getting that um, personalization to be successful with the customers on that. Uh, We've acquired over 300 different ServiceNow certs um, we initially started as a subcontractor to different service now partners, and we've been expanding into different modules. So outside of ITSM, uh, we really focus on Secops, GRC, and ITOM. We initially came in as part of the ITOM business unit was In ServiceNow as a partner um, and have expanded our scope from there because that way you see that was most of my background for the previous you know uh, 18 years or so uh, doing a lot of Tivoli and that cool stuff. Um, so that's where we came in. Um, like I said, you know, really we're founded on different principles of, you know, honest, integri- honesty, integrity, and personalization. Um, you know, we want our, our team to be uh, more of a family, um, even with our clients, not just internally, but with our clients. We build those strong bonds, um, and that takes precedence over sales and profit for us. Uh, when our customers really feel they call us and trust in us, you know, that's our success. Uh, you know, really, Becca is core. It's an organization that functions on uh, the sole goal of assisting the clientele right ever Effort, effortlessly accomplish their objectives you know uh the proper utilization of service now just to be successful uh, we see a lot of gains there um and and profit and, and other things come in the background once you've actually shared up those bonds
1: and it's lovely to see those values coming right the way through from your names to the name of the organization right through to sort of how you guys are doing business that's 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 amazing to hear um so let's talk talent for a minute um you know look talent is something that's top of mind for everyone in the ecosystem whether you are a talented uh, service now architect or, or developer or admin trying to get into a new organization or you're someone trying to find those people. So everyone seems to be interested in this. Um, we mentioned before that you've got a background uh, in, in the U.S. Army. Um, I, when we first spoke, I was really intrigued by your veteran program. Um, it, it is really such a cool initiative and I know one that I'd love to take a deeper dive into. Do you mind bringing that into the conversation a little bit for us? Sure.
2: <laughs> sure. Actually, actually it's uh, very near and dear to my heart, probably a little bit more than um, our staff cares. <laughs> yeah, you know, they we, we need to drive forward. <laughs> you know, I, I really do put it at the forefront. I'm, um, I, I, you know, uh, I'm a veteran myself. It's um, so what we're a service disabled veteran owned company. Uh, and when I came into the workforce, it was very difficult transitioning from. I learned all these great things in, in the army, but uh, when you get out in, in, into the you know private sector, um, terminology is completely different. Uh, and it's, it's difficult translation on that. And then you may have this resume, but you know it doesn't translate. So there's different things that actually sort of hinder you when you're moving out of the military presence or DoD infrastructure into the public sector uh, or private sector. So to help overcome that, you know, we've launched our DoD Skill Bridge program. So the uh, Department of Defense has put this together where transitioning military during their last six months can be approved to go to school or do an internship and so forth. So we've jumped on that. Yeah, you know, we, we we're taking full advantage of that to say, you know, let them intern with us. Um, we'll teach them service now. We have a whole training program put together. We're working with ServiceNow on that as we're a next gen training partner with ServiceNow. Um, and what we do is we bring in these interns. They go through, can earn anywhere from one certification up to 15. It's really depending on how aggressive they want to be. Um, especially since everything's virtual nowadays. Um, but there's tons of different certifications within the service now that they can achieve. On top of that, they're getting hands-on experience. So they're actually working with our support team. We have a, we have a domain separate platform where they're actually working tickets from our customers, um, but it's based on what search they get. So once they become an admin, they can start working tickets. Once they become an implementation specialist, then we'll start actually assigning them projects. Um, so by the time their internship's up at six months, we actually look at it as this was an interview process for them. And of course, if they're awesome, and they're stellar, and, and we have an open spot for them, then we're going to say, yeah, we, we need to keep you on board, right? Um, <clears throat> if they're awesome, stellar, we don't have a spot for them, then we're going to call, you know, our strategic partners or, or headhunter firms that we work with to say, hey, we got somebody and they need a spot, right? Um, but it's really what they do with it. But during that time frame, they're getting hands-on knowledge, getting certifications. And then in the background, we even say, okay, here we're helping with your social media, right? We know personal branding is a big thing nowadays. Everybody looks at LinkedIn and and, and different uh, platforms like that. So we help them, look, you you need to get yourself tied into the infrastructure and the ecosystem of service now. And so we actually help them along the way of not just, here's a classroom setting, learn, get a cert, and you're on your own. We actually prepare them for just advancement and, and success moving into the ServiceNow ecosystem. Um, an, another point to that, the DOD thing is, you know, uh, one of the uh, sort of a unicorn out there in the ecosystem is folks that are certified in ServiceNow and have clearances, right? Um, there's a lot of government need for different projects that you have to have clearances for. So this also gives us the ability to train up folks that have clearances already and get them on the ServiceNow side. It's a lot harder to have folks that know service now and get them a clearance right so we're bringing them into the ecosystem with that clearance and getting this organization built around folks that are trained clearances um, just good thought leaders Uh, we know this also plays into our customers our customers like to hear that hey you know people are ex-person, ex-military personnel Uh, they see that there's you know structure to that the diligence of, of the work machine that the employees have. Um, so it just gives a lot of confidence to our customers when you look at just you know, what you're getting in that package. It's just not a person off the street. Wow, there's,
1: there's, there's so much cool stuff there. And you know I think, when, again, it's really nice to see that you're not only upskilling, you're teaching how, and also you know like you said you know you're you're uh, well, helping yourself the candidate and also the the wider ecosystem there right uh, especially when you're looking at those kind of niche areas especially when we're touching on security clearance mate that, that yeah. that's, that's such a cool initiative um and I'm sure and I'm, I'm I'm sure you're super proud of
2: it as well um we are we're excited to see how it launches during this year you know we have yeah. a, tons more interest in it and it's just there's so much to unpack with it um that's going to grow and and it's uh, really become a big effort on my part uh, more so than other parts of our business
1: nice I love it and we will I'm no doubt do a follow-up in a in in 2021 with you and see how that's all coming together I'm sure that's a I'm sure that's a podcast on its own actually <laughs> yeah. it <could> be. <laughs> um awesome mate and and so, so you know let's talk about digital transformation you know yes from a serviceNow perspective but potentially even sort of more more holistic than that um, you know, so, you know, uh, look, what what's of top of mind for you and your sort of teams and clients at the moment? And I'm thinking, you know, what what's happening now, but also, you know, looking into the future, because of course you have a, a magic crystal ball that you're you're looking into and you can predict everything that's going to happen. So talk to me about what the future is looking like in those worlds.
2: Well, I, I think um, I, I have three main things that I look at, and, and I've probably looked at them for, for a while now and not necessarily just into, into the new year. Um, but IT is no longer leading the charge uh, when we talk about automating and streamlining services, um, not just through ServiceNow, but every platform. Um, you know, when you look at the driving force ServiceNow, you know, the uh, initiatives instead of uh, the partnerships that will be forged between IT and non IT counterparts is, is the big thing. These non IT teams, you know, HR, um, governance, things like that are actually being more proactive to drive the planning and decision making. So where in the past you had IT was sort of, hey, we know what's best for you technology wise, this is gonna save the day. And they would sort of push those products on all the other business units within, within a company. So you don't have that anymore, right? It's, it's flipping. Um, the other business units are, are saying, no, this is what we need, right? You know, this was great to work with before, but these are the things we actually need to be more successful. Um, and ServiceNow has done a good job with their entire workflow, you know, uh, workflows to make work easier. Um, Great concept, right? Because that's really where it comes from is is building the bond between the different departments over those workflows. So you don't necessarily have IT leading the charge at this end anymore. It's it's the businesses driving it um, from different perspectives, different business units. And so, the CIO is obviously very, you know, will will continue to be valued, you know, for the technical expertise, um, but they're being called upon to develop and lead this transformation uh, in a different way, right? So now they're sort of bridging the cat the gap amongst IT technical stuff and strategic business goals. So their their scope, when you look at CIOs or senior management, is expanding, right? Um, it's not it's not so focused in, in that IT infrastructure. Um, so it's going to revolve around improving the customer experience uh, as a whole. And, and you see that, and it t- sort of took off a lot more last year, I think, and, and definitely will moving into the new year with more and more folks working remotely, right? We need different sort of access now. You know, when you look at service portals, things like that, it's about what's the end user experience. And when you look at IT as a whole, um, businesses internally are competing with things like Amazon externally. Uh, what I mean by that is, as a user or just a a general business person in a company, you know, you go home, you're on Amazon, you know how to click through these buttons, Facebook, whatever it might be. And then you go to work, and everything's completely different. Um, so now there's sort of this this drive to say, you know, we need that same customer experience that Amazon's giving, or or whatever those companies are internally, so it's easier for all the folks to develop and move quicker through processes instead of having sort of these stringent lockdown IT uh, processes. Um, so that's, that's a couple of things in there <laughs> to digest. Just a little uh, bit. <laughs> yeah, so it, I can sort of go off the, a tangent there. Um, but then right, I love it. Have the org- and so they all these all really play together. But as an organization, right, often, you know, the organizations are automating delivery and management of enterprise services, right, using ServiceNow. Um, the employees are getting more hands-on and so the organization is learning how to channel this human talent um, so you, ha- you start out with businesses saying this is what we need CIOs say hey we can transform our IT into a customer experience right and then all of a sudden you have the employees that are they're are getting the results of these and and they're the ones getting hands-on and, and that's going to drive the bottom line results right um, most, most importantly it's just going to lead to enhancing, uh, just enhanced and optimized customer experience. So, cause there's more just communication over stretch. Uh, over the next few years, you know, organizations will learn how to use AI effectively to improve, uh, not hinder, right? We've seen it in the past, too many bots questions, too many conversations with robots. Interesting. Um, and it almost hinders your experience. It frustrates people. Um, so that's still being developed. You know, there was a big push last year for more AI more AI, um, but it needs tweaking. Uh, And and needs to get there. Um, And and if it's not working, you need to get them to to people, you know, more in a better, in a better fashion. Um, So that's that's where we're really leading. So, you know, the AI is sort of the tail end still, um, but it's coming there. Um, People are realizing we need to make sure the customer experience is right before putting more AI in place. Um, Because if you don't put that AI in place properly, it actually frustrates and instead of helps.
1: That's really interesting. It's it, uh, over a lot of the podcasts we've um, recorded over the last few months, there is always that AI component coming up. And it's really interesting to hear, you know, that serves a business need, you know, as well as the the new shiny <laughs> right. uh, thing that can be added on. And I'm sure that, again, you know, we're but AI is, is, is such a, a key focus for a lot of the conversations we've been having. Well, I um, think,
2: uh, you know, I, I'm sorry, I, I jumped no, no, in there, but, but I think. You know, AI, it came out and was the shiny new tool, right? So everybody was attacking it uh, and saying, we need to get this in place. We need to get this in place and not thinking of that customer experience at the same time. And that's where, you know, when you when you flip the script and say, look, we need to look at it from a customer point of view, from uh, business organization point of view, AI is not ready right um we know we need and we know we need the the enhancements there we know it's going to be more efficient because of the capabilities of it but it wasn't ready right it was more of well let's automate and shove it in there um, and not necessarily automation is not always the answer right so so that's where yes yes you know, shiny new tools fantastic let's get it going but we have to be strategic about it keeping the business first business needs first yeah.
1: So, to Mark, how many how many implementations have you been involved with in in your oh, twenty uh, something years?
2: Good good question. Um, so, uh, for uh, ServiceNow specific, um, yeah. well, well over a hundred. You know, um, oh, wow. um, multitude coming from emphasis um, and moving into back. Um, they just go on and on, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and, and large and small, right? So uh, different, uh, different suites there. Um, I mean, overall, you know, for different ITSM tools, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't even be able to count them. So, but. Well, that's-
1: That's, 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 that's a hundred is enough, I think, I think that gives (laughs) us a good benchmark. Um, So, you know, when you're, you know, and and the reason I ask that is I'm very cognizant of, you know, um, you know, making sure that we're adding value to people that are bringing in either service now as a wider digital transformation or, you know, as an enhancement, you know, what advice uh, are you giving to your C-suite customers on, you know, when they're embarking on these journeys?
2: So a uh, big thing is is uh, when, when you look at a client engagement, it's understanding the requisites and charting the plan um, to where ServiceNow will be utilized to fulfill them. And what I mean by that is a customer may be coming in and saying well we want to launch ITSM and then my next question is well what's your end goal? Is it just ITSM or are you doing ITBM or are you doing ITOM? You know, what is the overall goal? because you have to understand the entire play roadmap of what the co- the customer wants to do to understand how to deploy the initial application. Um, if you don't take those into consideration, then you can be sort of building them into a corner. So one thing is is charting that right plan and making sure that's up at the forefront. Um, with that comes in communication, right? Um, being, having that strong communication—that's the priority to the entire thing. Discussing the requirements, you know, it, it's the measure twice, cut once uh, theory, right? Um, making sure that is is really honed. You've got the discussion out there. How to build it right? You know, what's the solution uh, for testing and deployment? But it's all based on communication. Um, the chances for the failed product launch much higher if there's a lack of interaction with the client. Right. If I'm just grabbing some requirements for a quick building stories and then showing them at the end, hey, this is what we built for you. Chances are they're going to hate it. Um, that, they're going to say that's not what we thought, because guess what? I, I'm not a mind reader. Right. None of us are. Um, I knew exactly what was our mind to be easy. So what we have to do on the forefront is make sure we we chart that path to where we get as much that we can out of their minds um, and, and start seeing the same picture they're seeing. And that builds off that communication so when we go through a deployment we make sure that we're uh, sometimes over communicating a little bit to say look here we're doing show and tells with you is this what you expected <clears throat> because at that point they could say well no that's i thought it was good, completely different right um and sometimes it's a minor tweak but if we wait till the end of the project then that minor tweak that could have been early on turns into a completely revamp right so uh, we have to make sure we're communicating all the way through with the client, make them a part of the journey with us. Um, and, and that's what will actually develop their vision and, and make it successful.
1: Awesome, awesome. And and what about companies that are sort of maybe more mature in that journey, have more mature service in our instances? What, what are you, what's next for those organizations?
2: So um, <clears throat> really what we're seeing there is folks that are stepping into the next next level, right? Um, they're focused on the increase in security threats, uh, more government restrictions. So SecOps and GRC are, are really just the natural maturity. Um, you know, out the gate, 99% run ITSM, that's what go after. ITOM, your operations, obviously that's another, you know, uh, out, out of the gate or, or parallel, or maybe right along, you know, right behind ITSM, um, because that's, a, that's your foundation. Um, but to take that next move, you need to start looking at the SACOPS GRC. and That's where we see a lot of the folks that are already you know, mature with the ITOM and ITSM are moving to those areas because they see a growing need there. Um, <clears throat> you have the government coming out with new uh, processes for CMMC, um, which is basically, if you're a government contractor, if you haven't been certified on this, you can't do any contracting work for the government. Um, Obviously, that's a big restriction for for GRC to get involved. Um, When you have the recent um, uh, hacks that have been happening with uh, major players out there, uh, different platforms, you know, SecOps obviously starts to, you know, know, boil to the top, right? Those areas now are getting more attention, and based on these different things, they're getting more of the budget um, because they see, That's where the shortfall is, right? IT's got their same book, uh, playbook with ITSMI, Tom, but those areas keep changing, right? And it's changing from outside forces, you know, hackers, government policies, different things like that. So um, they have to do that. It also helps bridge the gaps between those departments. When you look at monitoring, auditing, Um, a lot of the larger companies, they have different silos. When you look at their auditing team, um, GRC, uh, SecOps has maybe their own tools they're using, so ServiceNow actually gives them a platform to bring it all together, uh, where I'm where I can actually have a workflow from one end of the spectrum from GRC all the way through uh, operations management, right, and vice versa. So that that just brings it into whole the whole picture into one one pane of glass for them.
1: Excellent. And um, I know you wanted to talk about partners and partnering in the uh, in the ecosystem.
2: Yeah, so um, partners are big for us. We actually came into the ecosystem really subbing for a lot of partners. Um, you know, It was a way to get started. It jumpstarted us uh, quite a bit and, and we still do it. Um, we have uh, a great ecosystem, um, great players to deal with. There's obviously pros and cons, right? Uh, we've managed to find some partners to build some strong alliances with uh, and support each other, right? So we'll fill, we're, we're filling the gaps that they need. They can fill the gaps that we need. Um, because you never want to be the partner that says we can do it all. Um, whenever a partner says that you just want, you need to cringe, right? Cause, uh, they probably can't, right? Um, but now what I can do is I can do everything for my customer. And when I look at my customers, that's where strategic partner and, and, and we're, you know, transparent to our customers say, Hey, we don't cover that section, but we have a partner that we're going to bring in and do that for you to make sure they get the right people in front of them and we maintain our trust with the customer so you know just getting uh, the right personnel the right certifications to get the job done properly is key to us because that just keeps that ongoing integrity and trust along the way
1: yeah again again um interesting how we're starting to see these themes of you know knowing what you're good at being that specialist being able to sort of stand behind that and i I think it's also you know great to see this co-collaboration and co even co-creation in the ecosystem where people are bringing other people into the, into the mix. Um, Awesome. Lovely stuff there, Mark. Um, You know, before we go, you know, I'm out of questions, but is there anything else you'd like to sort of touch on before we, before we leave?
2: Sure. Sure. Um, I mean, really for, for customers looking for the right experience to go along with the ServiceNow platform, you know, Beck's here to help. Uh, Like I said, maintaining a perfect CSAT score is our top priority. Uh, as well as expanding our knowledge on the platform, right, getting those certifications going, um, but just maintaining that, that that score for our customers. You know, Beck's poised to be at the uh, um, attaining rank of Elite or Global Elite uh, ServiceNow partner here in the near future, so we're going through leaps and bounds with that. You know, the organization aims to, to lend its expertise in ServiceNow uh, and the growing federal and higher education markets within the country. Um, and beyond uh, if possible um, through this year. So just, you know, that's where we're at. Um, really honesty, integrity, uh, and and looking for our customer success.
1: Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure and uh, Aldous definitely wish you all the best on your journey to uh, Elite or or Global Elite Partner. It's uh, It's an exciting time for you guys. Thanks very much for your time.
2: Thank you, appreciate it.
0: AI in Action is brought to you by Aldus International, covering your business's staffing, consulting and networking needs. Aldus offer an exec search program. Aldus can help you discover how data science and AI can transform your company. With our unrivaled network of C-suite executives and senior AI professionals, we offer retained search services across the US and Europe. Get the Aldus Advantage Become a member of the Aldus community and enjoy some of the following AI Meetups once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to Aldis members. And don't forget our AI on Action podcast. Each week, we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career and more. Become an allus member and get the Aldis advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.allus.com. That's www.aldus.com. Aldus International. Empowering through AI.